This morning I want to talk a little bit about habits. We all have habits, right? And some of them are good and some of them are not so good. Some of them we need to cease doing altogether and many of them we need to improve upon. Aristotle said, if you sow an act, you reap a habit. If you sow a habit, you reap a character. And if you sow a character, you reap a destiny. I can never think about habits and the things we do without thinking about a story I was told years ago. A person related to this to me. He said he was sitting in a bar in Singapore one night and he said this old crusty sailor walked in said he, he had a patch over one eye, he had a hook for a hand, and he had a wooden leg. So the, the guy struck up a conversation with him and he said, goodness, you look like you've been through a lot. Tell me about yourself. He said, first off, how did you get a wooden leg? And he said, well, I was swimming off the coast of Australia, close to the Great Barrier Reef one time, and a great white shark came and bit my leg off. He says, wow, that's horrible. Yeah. He says, well, uh, well, what about the hook on your hand? He said, well, we were off the Horn of Africa sailing around, and we were attacked by pirates. And one of the pirates took out a machete and chopped off my hand. Goodness. Well, I, 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 hate, I hate to press, but what about your eye? You, you, you've got a patch there. And he said, well, I was lying on the beach in Cairns one day and a seagull flew over and pooped in my eye. <laughs> and, and, and so, so the guy said, well, he says, it certainly doesn't seem like that would, would take your eye out. He said, oh yeah, but it was, it was the day after I got my hook. <laughs> so, so see, so, the, so, so the point is, the point is, you know, a habit is something that we do without even thinking about it, right? Without even thinking about it. And if we develop our faith to the point that Paul's talking about here in the letter to the Philippians, then we will do these things without even thinking about them. scripture reading this morning, Paul gives us four real good habits that we, we may or may not have now, and if we do, we can certainly improve upon them. Our scripture reading this morning comes from the gospel to the church at Philippi, I should say the epistle to the church at Philippi, of the fourth chapter, verses four through seven. A little bit of background first. Philippi was a principal town in Macedonia, in the region of Macedonia, and it was named for Philip of Macedon. Philip of Macedon, of course, was Alexander the Great's father. Philippi was about 10 miles from the coast, so that's how Paul got there. Paul established the church 
the, the congregation in Philippi sometime around the year 50. Luke wrote about it in Acts chapter 16. They came in on the coast, and uh, like I say, about 10 miles from Philippi. And Paul went over there and established a church. 100 years or so before the birth of Christ, Philippi was a mining town, but the gold mine there sort of ran out of gold, as many gold mines do, and they had turned to um, be more agricultural. Now, the, the citizens of Philippi were Roman citizens. That was, uh, it was uh, Macedonia at the, at the time of Paul and the time of Jesus was a Roman colony. And so all the, all the folks in Philippi were Roman citizens. And we're, we don't really even think they really had a, uh, much of a Jewish community there at all. So uh, Paul has wrote a letter to them, which we, we call Philippians. And the thing I want to remind us of and to think about, since today it, we are celebrating joy, we're rejoicing, we lit the the joy candle on the Advent candles this morning, is that Paul wrote this letter while he was in prison. While he was in prison. He was able to be joyful and rejoicing, as he admonishes us to do here, I believe because of the good habits that he had established. Uh, consider the word of the Lord. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Let your gentleness be known to everyone. The Lord is near. Do not worry about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. The word of the Lord for the people of the Lord. Please be in prayer with me and for me. Gracious and loving God, God who gives us all good gifts. God who desires that we would show love and mercy to everyone. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight, our strength and our salvation. Paul's a good example of a person of habit. When we read about Paul, when we read about Paul's conversion and when Paul is addressing other groups and he talks about himself, he says, you know, he was a Pharisee of the Pharisees. He was of the tribe of Benjamin. He studied under Gamaliel. And so he was a very, very much a person of habit, a person that established the way that he did things. We know Jesus was too, right? In, in Luke chapter 4, uh, verse 16, it tells us that Jesus went to Nazareth where he was brought up and on the Sabbath day, he went to the synagogue, as was his custom, or as was his habit, which is a good habit. Now, 
Now, the first habit he says that we should establish is that we should, re- in this particular passage, is that we should rejoice in the Lord always. Always. Rejoice in the Lord always. Now, that's a, that's a pretty, uh, pretty tough thing to do for most of us. But again, if we practice it, if we do it habitually, it becomes easier and easier. And, and also, we, we think about it, that this time of year, in a few days, we are going to celebrate the birth of Jesus. And we will read the passage out of Luke chapter 2. And down there in uh, Luke chapter 2, verse 10, you know, it says, And the angel of the Lord said what? You know, I bring you good news of great joy, right? Of great joy. It's uh, so uh, we, we, have, we have much cause to be joyful at this time of year and always. And, and again, remember, Paul's locked up. He's in prison. He's in prison right now. So, habits are things that we do, again, without having to think about them. And when we do them, and we stick to them, it doesn't matter what the circumstances are. Paul was a habitually joyful person. So it didn't matter if he was in jail or where he was, he was going to rejoice in the Lord. Remember back there, uh, in, uh, uh, again, back there in Acts, one time Paul and Silas got locked up. You all remember that? They got locked up, and what were they doing in jail? They were singing hymns and, and, and praying, being joyful, being joyful. Then Paul says, right after he says that we, we should rejoice in the, in the Lord always, he says... That of we should be gentle. We should be gentle, and we should be known for our gentleness to all people. Now, you don't have to raise your hand, but when most people think about you, how many people think that the first thing that most people think about you is how gentle you are? You know? There may be a few of you. There may, there, there, there may be some of us, but... Uh, most of us, I believe, could certainly work on our gentleness. And the best place to work on that is out on 1604. <laughs> and uh, it's, 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 it's a wonderful place to work on your gentleness. And, and, and also to observe the gentleness of all your brothers and sisters around you, right? It's, uh, it, it, it's there. But Paul's telling us, he, he's, he's saying, be meek and gentle like Jesus. And what it means, what, or, or part of what it means is, when you look at that, gentleness doesn't capture it all. It means to do the appropriate thing. It, mean, it means to be fair about the way you look at other people. It means to take into consideration that others have their shortcomings too and give them the same benefit of the doubt that you would give yourself. Gentleness and meekness. Then he makes an interesting statement. He makes an interesting statement. He says, the Lord is near. The Lord is near. And, and after, after he says the Lord is near, he says, don't worry about anything. This is the next habit that we really need to work on. 
But I, but I ask myself when I read this and, and over and over again, does the Lord is near go with being gentle? Or does it go with not worrying? It goes with both, right? But, uh, but not worrying. Now, I imagine that everybody in here has probably already worried about something today. You know, so uh, maybe not, maybe not, maybe you, uh, you know, which, which would be a good thing if you, if you haven't worried about anything today. But what I want to, I want, what I want to remind us of this morning, and I'm just going to read this because I can't express it any better. This is what Jesus told us about worrying. And, and if you, and if you want, if you want to look it up later, it's in Matthew chapter six, verses 20. 25 through 34. And this is Jesus talking. Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. How many of y'all feed the birds in your backyard? Does anybody do that so you can see the birds? The birds come up in your backyard and eat. How much do those birds eat? A lot, right? I mean, you know, I don't know where that expression, they eat like a bird got started, you know, meaning that somebody eats a little bit. Most of the birds I've seen eat a lot. And just, just stop and consider that. They don't do anything but eat, you know. There's not a, a course at A&M teaching birds how to raise bird seed, right? It's just out there. God provides it for them. God provides it for them. Are you not of more value than they? Or, have you ever thought about this? How many birds am I worth? Am I worth two chickens and a robin? Or am I worth two finches and a sparrow? So, sometimes consider your worth in bird value. And Jesus says, of course, you're worth a lot more than the birds. And can any of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your span of life? And why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin, yet I tell you, even Solomon, in all his glory, was not clothed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field which is alive today and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith? Therefore do not worry, saying, what will we eat or what will we drink or what will we wear? For it is the Gentiles who strive for all these things. And indeed your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. But strive first for the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you 
as well. So Paul says establish the habit of not worrying. Doesn't do any good. It's like sitting in a rocking chair. You burn up a lot of energy, but you don't go anywhere, right? And then Paul tells us the fourth habit that he, he tells the Philippians here they need to either establish or improve upon. And by the way, uh, the reason he wrote this was because they were having a dispute there in their church. And I know, again, that's, that's hard to believe that uh, there would be a church where there were any disputes going on, but apparently it happened to Paul. So, uh, so he's telling the folks what they needed to do. And he said, you know, make your prayers and your supplications known to God. Ask God. Ask God for everything you need. What's Paul saying? He's saying, put your total dependence upon God. If you put your total dependence upon God, it's pretty hard to worry about stuff. If you're not worrying about stuff, it's a lot easier to be gentle to everybody that you come into contact with. If you're being gentle with everybody you're coming into contact with, you're probably a real joyful person. You're probably a real joyful person. He says, if you do these things, the peace of God, which passes all understanding, will keep your heart and your mind Christ Jesus. So, I'm here to tell you this morning, the good news is, there's still sharks out there. There's still pirates out there. And there's still seagulls out there that'll fly over from time to time and may give you a present, right? But, but, if you'll rejoice always, if you'll be gentle to all those around you, if you don't worry, and if you depend upon God, the peace of God will manifest itself in your life. Amen.